Welcome, my friends, to Scribe Year of the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Dennis, a medium size show today. A medium. We, we should, I really think we should stop setting the expectation for the show within the first 10 seconds of the show every week. I think it does us <laughs> no favors. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's only downside because, no, listen, maybe there's someone who's like, you know what, I don't have time for a jam-packed show today. I don't That's what the runtime is for. They know the runtime of the podcast no, before they, they the hit play. They already, though. don't they? Yeah. They, they don't look at it and go, well, I'll listen to this now, I'll listen to this later. Yeah, that's true. All right. You know what? Let's scra- scrap it. Scrap it. No Scrap more. No, no more. No more. We're not. We're not telling anyone anymore. You're gonna to have to listen to the show to find out how 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 jam or non jam packed it is to assess the density of the show. Speaking of which, Roddy, we need more questions. We do need more questions. One of the reasons the medium size shows we didn't get many questions. We didn't get as many questions as we usually do. So please do send them in your questions, your queries, your quandaries. Uh, Twitter is a decent place to do it, but the best place is on my Discord. Oh, Dennis, I solved the problem. By the way, what's that? Can I tell you, can I tell you a story about about Discord invite links? Punch it. They expire. So, well, no, I thought they did, and I thought there was no way around it, right? Because when you go to set up a thing, it's like, how long do you want this to be for, right? And you can go, the, it's like a day, a week, a month, a year, unlimited, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. the order of the list, right? So, I went unlimited because I wanted to go for, forever, right? But it says, how many times do you want this to be used, right? And at the bottom of that list, it is not unlimited, it's 100 uses. So, I picked that, oh. right? Right? Weird, Right. And then someone pointed out to me, no, I'm pretty sure you can make it like unlimited use. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't. Like the bottom thing is 100, like that's the highest thing. Yeah, Does but it look just at the go top the other way? Look at the top of the menu. The top of the what? menu, it goes unlimited, one use, five uses, 10 uses, 20 uses, 50 uses, 100, like that. Yeah. So, I suppose that's because unlimited is the default, but woof. Yeah, Bad weird. UI. Really, really weird. Um, so now I wasn't able to change uh, bit.ly slash it's Riley's Discord, but now you can go to bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord. It's probably better anyway. It's a bit better, yes. Uh, bit.ly, bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord and that it should be unlimited and it should last forever. So we'll, we'll wait to see what, what new spanner emerges from these works. But it, for, mm-hmm. for, the, for the now, it should be okay. Anyway... Um, but that is the best place to submit um, any uh, any questions, queries, quandaries you have, power moves, horror stories, uh, any any you know pleas for advice, anything like that. Uh, I, I would direct your attention towards the, towards the Discord. Um, but we're going to get underway with the show, starting of course with the ad for Channel Fireball. And Absolutely. Dennis, you were t- you were talking a huge game about this yeah. week's ad. Riley, you said yeah. So this you, show, so- as you know, has is always brought to you by Channel Fireball. But Riley, yeah, we're going to war. We're going to war. We're going to war. Okay. Listeners of Scry Me a River, okay? All right. Scry hards, you know, from lands afar. Yes, exactly. We're going to war against Magic FM, Riley. Oh, good. I love this. I, I, you know, I, this is... So, like, they say war. Huh. What is it good for absolutely nothing? No. It's good for asserting good for our this. dominance over inferior Magic podcasts. Yes. So, there's two steps. One. Okay. Everybody listening, just tell a friend to listen to the podcast. Even if yeah. they don't play Magic, just download it. I don't yeah. care if they listen to it. Yeah. We yeah. got to crush Mashi's numbers. And two, yeah. go to Channel Fireball on Twitter. Yeah. Every time they tweet about Magic FM, reply saying Scrum River is better. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Oh, why haven't we been doing this from day one? I don't we know. We started Magic FM at around the same time. Yeah, yeah, like two weeks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why haven't we... Mate, this, this is what we should be doing. I Let's love get that. Em. Let's get them. So please. I love this. Pump up yeah. those podcast numbers. Just yep. t- tell a friend to download it. Download it twice. Buy two phones. Maybe don't buy two yeah. phones. That's a little much. <laughs> but- no, no, no. One, one on each of your phones, one on the burner phone, one on your laptop, one on your computer, one on the Walter White phone you keep in the uh, in the, the ceiling the of, your, of your yeah, chemistry yeah. lab. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, also, like, head to channelfireball.com and buy cards and sell cards or whatever. But most I importantly- I mean, do that. 
if you want, if you get, look, if you have time, you know, let's 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 establish an order of priorities here. Number one, download the show. Don't have to listen to it. Just download it on all your devices. Number two, get after that that Magic FM corporate branding and just tell them tell them where to you know tell them where they can stick it. Then number three, I guess if you've got time left over. The only thing this can damage is Mashi, who, as you said, is functionally our boss, and poor Juan. (laughs) Oh yeah, Juan as well. (laughs) Sorry, Juan. Here's here's an apology to Juan, the social media manager, um, ahead of time, who's going to have to deal with all of a sudden these vitriolic replies from diehard scryhards. Diehard scryhards. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, this I can't see anyway. This can go wrong. I can't see anyway. I can't see anyway. This can possibly go wrong. This this seems like a this seems absolutely. uh, Absolutely, uh, ironclad. This strategy, ironclad, exactly watertight. Anyway, should we start our stupid show? Let's start our stupid show. So uh, we need to kick things off here before we get into the uh, the meat of the show here with a response we got. So last week, of course, we uh, we gave a bunch of you know this is a magic advice po- podcast, Dennis. It's not a um, not a Twitter war tactics podcast. <laughs> it's 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 a magic advice podcast, uh, and your number one source on the internet for tips on how to get into nightclubs for free, mm-hmm. which is which is a a skill that is both very well highly useless for two reasons because first of all the world's in lockdown yep you shouldn't be going clubbing second of all i mean all of our listeners are just huge nerds what are they doing at nightclubs why are you going Third to nightclubs? Of all, Stay clubbing home. sucks Play- you shouldn't go clubbing clubbing sucks so much don't go to cl- nightclubs whether you have to pay or you, def- you, i mean if, if you go to nightclub definitely don't pay here's the thing you mentioned last week about trying to sneak into yeah. like nightclubs okay yeah and yeah. i know you pretty well yes nightclubs are places that are very expensive Yes. Places that only really serve alcohol and places that are full yes. of strangers and don't yes. serve, to my knowledge, any chicken tenders. I don't understand very, why you go there. Also very noisy. Yeah, you hate loud noises. I hate I hate loud noises. I hate crowds, all that sort of thing. Yeah, but Dennis, do you know why I used to go to nightclubs? Oh, right, no. <laughs> I mean, there were girls there and yeah. I was 18. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Okay. I think, the, I think the last time I went to a nightclub, I think I was 22. Uh, right, I think you'll find like, you and I went to a nightclub in LA. Oh, so we did. Oh, yes, for the after party, the DreamHack after party. Yeah. And how did that go, Dennis? What did we do? You hated it, so you wanted to sit outside the smoking area because it was too late. We, we went outside and we sat in the... We kind of took over this. All the smokers didn't have anywhere to no go. No smoking all took, in that smoking we, area. <laughs> we all took over the smoking area because it was too loud and too noisy We inside. sat with yeah. Martin and Bloody and stuff. I had a great time. Um, but yeah, the last time I actually went to a nightclub to do any kind of night clubbing. I think I was about 21, 22, and I was like, this is awful. I hate this. I don't know why I'm here. And you haven't been to a nightclub in 15 years? Okay, Dennis, I'm 31, <laughs> mate. I'm 31. Let's let's call it an... I'll but give here's you a, the I'll thing. Give you a decade. I, in, in that joke, I scaled you to like 36. People could be like, oh, maybe... <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, yeah, I look, I don't, you know, I don't regret it. I had a good, I had a decent enough time. I know. I, 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 mean, I, I, I did when I went to nightclubs too. I just don't do it anymore. I just don't do it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, we did have a response, right? From, uh, we had a response from someone talking, like uh, addressing the fact that, you know, I'd, I'd, uh, given all these incredible tips and, 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 uh, bits of advice as to how to get into nightclubs for free and Stephen Fisher who I think seems to be cut from the same cloth as me here mm. pointed out because we talked about getting into nightclubs for free because I'm a huge tight ass right mm-hmm. and Stephen says so after listening to the podcast this week from one cranky old miser to another wouldn't dinner at the pub be more expensive than the than the five pounds you would have to pay to get into the club mm. so I was talking about how you, if you would if arrive a pub early turned you into would a eat club, the pub dinner so that you could get into the nightclub before it opens officially exactly right and Stephen points out that eating at home would have saved you more, right? 
Or do you have a dinner at the pub trick like sneaking in a ham sandwich or something? This <laughs> And like, I'm, I'm a tight ass, but I've never gone that far. This brings me to an interesting point, Riley. What's Go the on. most egregious food you've ever snuck into a cinema? I mean, I don't go to the cinema because it's expensive. <laughs> because it's really expensive. Damn it! Like, I'll just, I, I just, I'll just, like, no, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna go and spend. Have you 20 snuck food into a cinema? But no, I never, I never snuck anything into cinemas because, like, first of all, yeah, I just, I hardly ever went. And they, like, but you're not paying. I mean, it's like ten bucks for a thing of popcorn, right? It's a lot of money for a thing of popcorn. I know that's what I'm saying. It's so much. Like why? Like oh. I guess you should just sneak things in. That's why you would sneak things in, or you just not eat it. Yeah, that's why you was. I just don't eat. You just don't eat anything. Yeah. Right. I've started oh, buying cinema what? popcorn because I like having cinemas, and cinemas are doing really terribly. Okay, sure. And they make their money from yeah, the popcorn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I've, yeah, like yeah. I've had friends sneak Subway sandwiches into cinemas. Bucket of KFC, no problem. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So one time, this is in Berlin, right? Uh-huh. This is ages. This is this is quite a while ago. I was in Berlin, and I oh, this is so embarrassing for this. I'm not going to say the name of this person who is a bit, but she knows who she is, right? We I went to see what did we we went and saw some film. I can't remember what it was. Wolf of Wall Street. The Wolf the Wolf of Wall Street, right? I saw the Wolf of Wall Street. Anyway, I was meeting this girl there, and she's like, "Oh, I'm running late. I'm running late." Like, no worries, no worries. That's fine, right? So I went there, took the seats. I was waiting for a texting to shoot, and, and then she she turned up, Dennis. She turned up. Oh, this is so awkward, Dennis. She turned up. With the frozen pizza that she had cooked and she was going to have for dinner, right? And had packed in like a lunchbox and brought it into the cinema. I didn't know what to do. Was this your first date with this person? This was like the second or third, right? And I was just like, I mean, fair enough, but you brought like, I mean, I love a frozen pizza, Dennis. Don't get me wrong. That's a bad impression, dude. That like, but she was just like, "I'm hungry. I need to eat my dinner." I'm like, "I get that you didn't want to be late, and I really appreciate you like the hustle." And but like, she just pulled out this frozen, like this this full cooked pizza out of her bag and started eating it, and just like, I mean, you've got to admire the guts. Like, it's a gutsy move. It's I a can't move, believe. Dennis, for sure. But I just didn't know what th- I just didn't know what to do, man. I just didn't know what leave. to do. Leave. What you do is you leave. <laughs> Oh mate, it was it was it was truly ferocious. It was truly ferocious, like a full, not sliced, like what? folded. It wasn't sliced. It was in like one of those, you know, the long, thin Tupperware containers that you'd have like um, a caramel slice in or something like oh, that. Oh, like know what a, I mean? a frozen pizza cinema box, yeah. A frozen pizza cinema box, exactly. But she like folded it in two and then pulled it out and was and ate it like it was. It was it was wild, man. What it was, was her name? Wild. What was her name? Uh, I'm not. Nah, 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 nah. You're not getting. You're not getting me across. I'm the not going to dox line. this poor girl for wanting to have a pizza. That's reasonable. <laughs> That's reasonable. Actually, we probably shouldn't do that. Oh dear. I mean, she I would have thought you'd be way anyway. into that. That's way up your alley. Honestly. Pardon? Like the hustle, like you said. Well, I mean, I, I, I love a picnic. I love a pizza. I love. I love most of those. It was just like in the cinema, pulling out your dinner. Like, what's this? Oh, sorry. Just let me have this, this spaghetti bolognese. Next, you know. Sorry, I just put. Have I you just, seen uh, uh, the picture of why Jack Nicholson isn't allowed to have courtside seats anymore? What? No. Why? What? Google the words. Okay. Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson courtside. Yeah. Chili. Chili. Jack Nicholson. Jack. Chili. Okay. Like the food. And chili the- Lakers. Yep. Oh. Oh, Jack. Oh yeah. no. Oh dear. 
that's not a good look for that's not a good look for him. No, he's wearing this, he's an old man. He's he's wearing this yeah. corduroy tragedy, spilling chili all over his leg and onto the court. But, but, but <laughs> there are more. But this is on more than one occasion. Yeah, he's wearing a blue. He's wearing a blue shirt. And one of them and a black one. And another. Ronnie, look at the photo, the full photo. Look how much. <laughs> I'm going to send to you on Facebook. Look how much himself? chili has made its way onto the court. Oh, oh! I didn't even see that. Oh dear. He should be banned. Oh, Jack Nicholson, no. Yeah, no, put him put him a row back, I think. Put him a row back. Oh, dear. Imagine All right, anyway. the, like, point guard just slipping in. Yeah. <laughs> just slipping on chili. Yeah. chili. Well, this, is like, this honestly reminds me of something at Kirby Enthusiasm because there's an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm where um, Larry accidentally trips up Shark, right? Yeah. Because he's sitting in the front row seat. Is he a shark? Shark? Is he a shark? Shark, no, shark, Shaquille O'Neal. I guess Shark. Shaquille O'Neal? Shaq. Shaq. I'm not American. That's my accent. Shaq. Shark. Shark. I sound like, I sound posh. I sound like I'm from, you sound like from a, bloody Adelaide. You sound like a posh Scottish person, actually. I, I sound like I'm from Adelaide. Oh, jeez. Anyway, um, let's, that, okay, anyway, I guess, yeah. No, I never snuck a ham sandwich into a, into a nightclub. But I did have a girl sneak a pizza into a film one time. So there is like that. There is that. You say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dennis, it is time for, my friend. Well, whoop, don't forget, we've got to, got to cue the, the high-budget intro here. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you slaved over this. Blood, sweat and tears, man. Blood, sweat and tears, that's it. It is time for, my friends, here they come. Here are the violins. It's time for LGS Horror Stories. Paul Daniels writes in Riley and says, A new LGS had opened up on the other side of town, and one of my friends who lived over there invited me to come play in their Win A LOTV. Legend, oh, Legends of the Vault? Leg- no, no, no. Now, this is the interesting thing about LOTV. This is this is something I've had on the stream many times. It could be Leyline of the Void. It could uh-huh. be Lord of the Void, right? But it is probably Liliana of the Vale. Right. It's probably like, Liliana. Is, it, of the like, is this person misremembering from the vault? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. They invited me to come play in, in their win their Lotv tournament. Yep. Parenthesis, something they did once a month. Oh, what if it's a different card every month that just has that name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Actually, that'll last you three months. Yeah. Yeah. I decided it'd be fun, so I showed up and had a good time. So far, so good. Just I mean, a great. Weird, weird this is not a that. horror story. I'm waiting for the horror story here. <laughs> I didn't win the horror. Oh, there's the horror. <laughs> this is the horror story. I turned up at a tournament. Time. I didn't win. The end. Yeah, you know, go on, sorry. <laughs> uh, it wasn't my home LGS that I'd spent six years at, so I wasn't going to just up and switch there, but was glad my friend had a place so close to their house to play. Reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. compassionate. Yep. Nice. Yep. Go and visit a new LGS, try it out, see how it is, try it on for size, and then go back to the comfy, fine, the comfy yeah. old pair of jeans you've been wearing for the last six years. Yep, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy my friend has a place near their house to play. Or so I thought. Oh, no. (laughs) Or so I thought. My friend moved. Um, (laughs) And we never went there again. Or so I thought. Not two months later, after taking pre-orders for the new Magic set, the store closed with no notice. Okay. Players tried to get in contact with the owner about refunds for their box pre-orders. But he had already left town, apparently having pre-sold multiple cases with no intention of refunding or delivering the product. I learned about this scandal because it was big enough to make the local news. Oh my goodness. The grift. The big grift. 
the huge grift and and think of that think like that is that is a long con you set up a long-standing tournament series where people can win leylands of the void and lords of the void and liliana's of the veil and it's all just a con to to make make uh, to to get out of there get to, to abscond dennis with people's hard-earned cash i imagine this guy this lgs owner yeah. black and white stripes domino mask big yep. burlap sack with a dollar sign on the back going, yep. mah, mah, and running <laughs> yeah, off exactly. the horizon yeah exactly it's either that or it's a kaiser soze situation where you oh. know people, where people are walking out of the shopping like oh that's great i feel really good about that pre-order and then all of a sudden they go wait there was no liliana of the veil <laughs> there was no lord of the void i'm gonna check that lord you of the void is a, is, a, is a card i'm just assuming it is um go ahead sorry have you ever been scammed have you ever been scammed um See, the thing is, right, I don't want to say it is a card from uh, from Gatecrash. I don't want to say no because I probably have been scammed and never realized it. Mm. Like think of all the money you've lost a lifetime, right? Think of all the money that is just you've just you've lost and, and have, have never noticed, right? That's not a scam. No, but I'm saying these are the things you don't like you don't I reckon I reckon you like between the two of us we would have lost thousands, thousands of dollars, right? I'm not talking about losing money you're getting pickpocketed or even getting stolen from. I understand that. But what I'm saying is it's invisible to you. Right? Why, how is scamming invisible to you? Because if someone scams you and you don't notice Well, okay. What I'm saying, Dennis, is that I mean, how much money have you got in your wallet right now? If you have like a couple of bills in there, a couple uh-huh. of notes, right? If I went in there and took five five euros, you wouldn't notice. That's thieving. That's not scamming. I understand, but my point is the same thing. You wouldn't notice it. So a successful scam, right? A lot of the time, you don't even know you've been well, scammed. Well, no, I, don't, I disagree. Let's say I buy a bicycle, right? Okay. And the scam is that the bicycle is, like, not worth... It's a fake, and therefore right. it's crappy, and it'll fall apart. It's a fake if bicycle. Bike, if, well, it's not like, like they're selling a $50 bike for $700. It's a fake bicycle. <laughs> The quality is fake. The bike is still a real bicycle. Like you wheel it out of the shop and all of a sudden you realize, wait, this isn't a bicycle. It's a unicycle. <laughs> this I is two you? unicycles duct taped together. Just, I've been bamboozled. <laughs> this isn't an official bi- official wizard's <laughs> wizard sponsored bicycle. This is a regulation bicycle. This is a proxy bicycle. This this is a forest that someone's written the word bicycle on. <laughs> this bicycle has a gold frame. No. Oh, um, okay, go on. But what I mean is, let's say let's say I buy a pair of headphones. Let's say I buy, I buy a pair of Dr. Dre Beats headphones. Okay, yes. From a seller in the street uh, that fell off the back of a truck. And then you realize that it's just two tin cans and a pair and a piece no! of string. <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah. even if they're not, even if they're fake Beats, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they work, and I use them for a year, and then everything again. Did I get scammed? I mean, it depends what your definition of it is, right? It depends. Like, so one one thing that I used to do, right? Uh, I used to work because that is an invisible scam. No, that's not an invisible scam, right? But it okay, is. here's here's the invisible scam. Okay, I used to work as a tour guide in Berlin, and if you've ever travelled around Europe, you'll know that a lot of a lot of countries, a lot of places. I'm not going to name names. <coughs> France and <coughs> Italy <coughs> have a lot of people, right? That go around just scamming you, like just tourist scamming you. Spots, it's yeah. not just anywhere, anywhere that's stuff. popular for tourists has scam. Has yeah, just absolutely. scam artists going on, right? Now, Germany doesn't put up with that sort of nonsense, right? 
They don't put up with that sort of nonsense at all. But as a tour guide in Berlin, there was a trend, an upward trend, the, the, the years that I worked there, with these scam artists, right? So it was things like Find the Lady or like the Three Cups and they'd have a ball underneath it and they were scamming. Three Monty, yeah. Yeah, and they would have like uh, uh, this. And I always knew, because I'd always see the same people watching them. I was like, wow, it's funny that these same four people, what are they called, the plants? Or the, yeah, the plants, yeah. The, no, the stooge or whatever it is. But like the one person doing it and then have like a fake crowd around them who keep on winning. And then as soon as someone comes in, they, they obviously lose, right? And then there were also people who would come up and try to get you to sign petitions and then they'd ask you to make a donation and they didn't have any ID. And they were often like, it was very obviously photocopied petitions on the back. Like it was mm-hmm. just, it was, it was just, it, it cried out as being fake, right? So when I was going around, I would just call them out. I'll just call them out. They'd come up to my my, my tour groups there's and I'd be like, There's a guy that makes YouTube videos doing this in Prague as well. Don't give any money to these people. They are scam artists. But I would go further because even if I weren't, even if I wasn't being a tour guide, if I was just walking down the street and I saw these people harassing, um, uh, like I'm trying to scam people, I would go up to them and say, hey, listen, sorry to interrupt. You can do whatever you want with your money, but this is a scam. It's well known as a scam. Don't give them any money. I mean, you can do what you want, but it's a scam. And then they swear at me and they tell me to, you know, get effed and whatever else, that sort of thing. And, There's a popular and scam in Prague where people will stand outside um, um, currency exchange places. Yes, yeah. And yeah. offer to sell you crowns, check crowns. Yeah. For like a, a reduced rate. rate. But in yeah. reality, they're like Belarusian rubles, which are like worthless. Ah, but they look, yeah, of course. But like, they, they look they, close they, enough to a tourist. Look, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and th- and that's what I mean. There are so many people in in towns and cities, like, tourists who have just been scammed because they've given like you know the guy dressed up as a monk, they gave him five euros, or the people pretending to be deaf and they gave them five euros or whatever. So those are the scams, and, and like I've probably fallen for something. I can't you know think off the top of my head, but I've probably fallen for something, but n- never anything. Did I tell huge. you, I got I got scammed and I, was, I almost got scammed when I was a child. Really? What happened? Yeah. When I was in primary school, I used to write like poems because I was like. 12 and 13 or 10 11 i guess at the time i would have been sure and i wrote a poem and it the school featured it in some like newspaper thing newsletter thing or whatever okay nice and i got reached out to by poetry.com or i believe it Ooh, was poetry.com to, to be included in their collection and they're like you're right. very like young this is very inspirational yeah, yeah and then they're like and also like we have this like coffee table book of like the poems that are featured this year that you can buy for like I 50 see bucks is, yeah i said this is going yeah 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 yep. um and it's a scam in that poetry.com doesn't mean anything aside yeah. from they own the url yeah and i really think i think it's poetry.com it could be poems.com but it was some something like something, that, something right? that sounded like definitive and authoritative yeah, a yeah. high a high quality url yep and like people had submitted like someone had submitted like a sylvia plath poem the previous year to test out if they would read it and they didn't they published oh, good. a tribute yep. to somebody else nice um, yep. someone just submitted um a, a bunch of swear words in a <laughs> row and they were like I mean, yep that's just slam, slam poetry, So they, they, ju- they just don't read it and they just put it in. And I yeah. found out right before my fa- my very, very proud father was going to buy it. Yeah. And he was so disappointed. That it was fun. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, where, so where's the scam? They try to get you to buy a book that doesn't exist. No, the book does exist, I think. It's an overpriced yeah. book. Right. But the, like, the, there's no cachet to the poetry.com collection and they don't vet what goes in it. Oh, okay. That's the scam. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So I thought the scam was going to be something like, "We're going to put you in this book, but you have to pay a two hundred dollar." No, they print the book. I believe. I believe they print the book. It's just full of crap. <laughs> Maybe it's not a scam. Then maybe it's just real, real, like very inclusive and open-minded poetry lovers. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. 
people who don't, you know, care about plagiarism or anything else like that. Oh my goodness. Anyway, um, I'm glad you avoided it. I'm glad you didn't get scammed. Dodged it. My dad was so disappointed. Yeah. He was so proud. Yeah. Well, you know what, Dennis? It doesn't. You know what? Even if poetry.com is is uh, whatever it was, poems.com. Even if that didn't, you know what, Dennis? You still have the magic of poetry within you. And here's the deep cut. I'm sure the owner of poetry.com got a nice piano lesson out of it too. Oh no! <laughs> oh dear. All right, we got another one here. We got another LGS horror story. Uh, this one comes in from longtime contributor Milton Mendonca. I, Mendonca. I still haven't learned how to say Milton's last name. I'm so sorry, Milton. Anyway, I just think of Mendoza from The Simpsons, even though it's just a different name. Milton writes in and says, one of our local game stores closed earlier this year. <laughs> Related, perhaps. <laughs> Was it after they scammed people out of cases of, of, of boosters? However, much like you see in cartoons, they used to have on a big display a wall of shame, a band list, Dennis. What? Cartoons? We, yeah, I don't know what cartoons this is. I guess like... Does he mean like a wanted poster and like a western? Yeah, I, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, so a wall of shame, a band list with full names and photos of former clients who were no longer wealth, welcome, along with the reason for the banning. Spicy. Right? Spicy. So this is like, this is some real, like some proper name and shame stuff. He actually sent a picture of the band list, right? And, um, you know, there's all the, all the usual suspects are there. Uh, theft, aggressive behavior. Uh, yep. One of them got done for both, theft and aggressive behavior. I mean, that's just In an robbery. order, that would surprise you. <laughs> hey, let me steal this thing. Oh, what? Hey, asshole. You're not going to let me, me steal it. <laughs> exactly. Um, there was also uh, buying and selling on the premises, harassment. Yeah. Um, and Distinct uh, from aggressive behavior, which is interesting. Well, but you can harass someone without it being without it being aggressive. I suppose that's true. De- definitely, just just like just being irritating, like being annoying. Or just sending all of irritating. your podcast listeners into their Twitter mentions, like exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't last. We wouldn't last a second here. Um, but my favorite thing about this is down the bottom in big letters of this uh, this ban list, and we're not, obviously we're not going to share it because it's got people's names and, and and photos on it. But above at the bottom in big block letters, it says "Abide by the customer code of conduct." Wow. A fierce warning to everyone, lest lest ye also uh, appear on the band. Rule the band with an list. iron but, fist, this guy. But check this out, because as Milton says, it gets better. Upon announcement of the store closure, they made laminated copies of the poster and sold them for $20 each. What? Own a little piece of your LGS history. Own a little piece of your LGS history. Own a... a like, I mean, look, you know, Dennis, you see, there was a... What was the... I can't remember. There was an electronics store that went out of business recently uh, in my neck of the woods, right? And I went in there because I like I just bought a bunch of. No, no, no. It was like it was like some. I can't remember. Anyway, they were, they were selling actual everything, right? So I went in there. I bought I like bought a new power cord. Bought, bought a couple of other little mm. things like that. But then I noticed that there were price tags on the shelves. Yeah, of course. They were selling the shelves. The shelves. You could just. You could just buy the shelves if you wanted that. And so this is probably the same thing. They're like, hey, do you want to buy like the the busted up like free-to-play version of Carcassonne that everyone's been playing? Do you want to buy do you want to buy the ban list poster? Um But uh as there if is that one enough, person Milton. on this ban list that Milton sent in, Riley, that has yeah. been banned for repeated foul odor. Oh my goodness. Every time oh I see that Reddit post before the pre-release, and people are like, "Make sure you share." I'm like, "Who are the? Who is this yeah. for?" But the, the, this yeah. must happen. This must happen. Repeated foul odor as well. Repeated. If you're getting banned for one foul odor, that's not enough. Like that's that's silly, right? Yeah. You everyone everyone gets one. A repeated foul odor. I don't know. 
I don't know, mate. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. I used to work with someone um, who just Smelled? didn't shower <laughs> yeah. as a lifetime, as, as a as a lifestyle choice. Just didn't watch. Uh, Henry Oak. They uh, exactly right. Yep, munchy, crunchy granola dad. Um, no, she just didn't. She just didn't wash, and I tried to put up with it. And In like a hippie kind of way. I honestly, I like. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to value. Like, I don't want to be. I don't want to. You know, sort of have too many value judgments about p- people's chosen lifestyles. But I feel like you should wash or but is it an i agree but it was was it from an, like a environmentalist standpoint or I don't like know a free it was spirit a, standpoint I, that yes i think it was i think it was coming from that realm you know i think right. it was coming from that realm it it definitely it it, 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 for, it for sure wasn't like a mental illness thing right because like okay. that's that's a completely different kettle of fish and like i wouldn't be talking yeah, about yeah. this if it were if it were that like this this person was um you know of sound mind corpus mentis or whatever and and knew what she knew what she was doing right anyway um we're we're, we're working this is when i was working cafes we're working at a coffee machine together and i was doing the shots and she was doing the milk so we're standing very in very close proximity we're standing like less than 30 centimeters away from it basically shoulder to shoulder so i can get away from it and bear in mind dennis i'm standing next to a coffee machine with a coffee grinder next to it and coffee has a very strong smell and i could still smell it so I'm like, what am I going to do here? So I go to the boss and I say, listen, I don't want to make this into a big deal, but like I'm finding it really hard to stand next to her because it's like she she smells. Guess who got chewed out for that? It was you. It was me for not respecting her lifestyle choices. And then to try to make it up to her, you, you ask her to go to the cinema with you. She brings a full oven pizza <laughs> and you're just double, you're double punished. <laughs> Oh dear! No, I didn't know what to do about it. There. Oh, yeah, hang no. on, Did the, hang on, hang on. Was this coffee shop inside a cinema? No, 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 no. I'm trying to it narrow wasn't. down the Riley career. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. No, no, no. What's um, the? No, look. I, I, think I don't know if, what's what's the on. weirdest job you ever had? The weirdest job I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the weirdest job I ever turned down. I think I've told this story okay. before. So there was this service. This was back before everyone had smartphones. Did you ever this thing where it was like, um, uh, kind of like ask. Jeeves, what was it called? I can't remember. Oh yeah, I have that here. They were, um, AKA or something, something like that. They were given different. The they had different things anyway. Anyway, right, the, uh, the one that I worked for, I, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was basically this thing where you text someone, you text them any question, and they'll text you writing it. You, they'll they'll write you. AQA write the answer. was what the one I texted was called. So I was really interested in this because I really like trivia, I like knowing things, I like learning stuff, all that sort of stuff. So when they, they when they posted a job out, I'm like, this sounds great. Like I'm just going to get to sit at home and have questions sent in. About like, you know, what's the what's the best kind of bear or whatever. And I'm going to have to look mm. that up. It's going to be great, right? But I found out that that's not what it is at all, right? This was a, one of those premium textings where it's like $5 a text or whatever. Yeah. People would send in their name or their I friend. Just, I did that. Or their, I, did that to, and, I did that to AQA before, yeah. Exactly. And that was what the whole business model was. It wasn't actually about people finding out trivia or whatever. You said, who, who is Dennis Straniak? Exactly. And so I basically, as part of this, the training course for this thing, and I've still got all the documents- Basically, the training course for this for this job was advanced Facebook stalking. Advanced stalking, That's yeah. what it was. This isn't even a joke. So the company had a Facebook page set up, right, with a really hot girl as the profile picture, and it just mm-hmm. sent out the maximum number of friend requests to everyone every day. And this, with you know, it had thousands and thousands of friends, right? I did not realize that was how they got in. <gasps> and it, it was estimated that this... This um, account had mutual friends with, I can't remember what the percentage was, 
something ridiculous. Something percent, yeah. It was like 60-something percent of Australian Facebook profiles had yeah. mutual friends with this. So so basically you type in any name, right? And even if, if, if you were friends with them, great, you could see everything. If you weren't, you had a mutual friend with them and you could still see most of the stuff. So then you had to look through their photos and, it, you know, it'd be like, oh, um, you know, a picture figure of them playing footy. Figure out where they like to go on holiday and that's enough to text Exactly. Back. So it's like, oh, you know, he loves he loves his footy. He's a huge Collingwood fan. Mate, and when he's I was often 13, seen down at we all texted like, this stuff. It's crazy that you yeah. were on the other side of this. Yeah, exactly. But check this out. Are you ready? Are, are you ready for the twist, Dennis? This is what happened Hit next. Me. I did all the training. They're like, yep, we just need to know your availability and we'll get you going. You got answered per question. So basically you got paid per question. So it was basically how fast you could go and you just take shifts and, and whatever, right? And I said to them, I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry to have wasted your time. Thanks very much for the training. I don't feel comfortable doing this job. Mm-hmm. I, I like that's uh, like, no, no, sorry. I didn't say that. I said, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this job. Sorry. And they're like, okay, can you, can you tell us why? Like, is there any reason that you, because you right. seem keen? And I was like, in a second email, I was like, I don't feel comfortable doing it. Like, it's just, it, it's beyond my comfort level to, yeah. to do this do this job I'm, it's fine that it exists people can do what they want whatever right but i didn't feel comfortable doing it dennis do you want to know what their response to that email was what was it this is this sounds ridiculous this sounds like you would see this on like reddit that happened this actually uh-huh. happened they sent back an email saying like saying it sounds like you may be better suited to our management team would you like to come into the office for an interview we have a position open in head office what me pointing out that I thought that this whole thing was quest- like morally questionable made them want me. You right? were going to get whacked if you went to that interview, dude. No, I honestly think that they were like, they wanted someone who could see through it. This is bizarre. Did you go? It's ridiculous. What? Did you go? I never replied. I didn't reply to the email. Ah, you should have gone. I, sh- I mean, now I, sh- I, sh- I think I should have gone to just see what happened. But they were like, we want you on. I don't know if it's- maybe it wasn't the management team, but we want you on. doesn't like- matter. Turning down we a want- job because you think the job is skeezy does not usually result in a separate job offer. A separate job offer for a better paid and high. Like they wanted me not as a contract. They wanted me actually in the office. And I think it's honestly, I think it's because I saw through it. Hello, everyone. Uh, Riley editing the podcast here. Uh, listening to this story made me realize how completely ridiculous and unbelievable it sounds. And I didn't want to get all like that happened subreddit vibes up in here so i went back to find the email nearly 10 years ago this they sent me this email um just to see how you know how much my memory had played with it over the years turns out they didn't want me in the managerial team it was a position open on the human resources team uh full-time job set wage plus bonus job based in an office in melbourne you work in a friendly very very friendly human resources team your role would be to help train quality staff as the company expands so I, they wanted me on as a, as a trainer not as a manager or anything else like that um but apparently I got this email because they were impressed by my answer quality while during the training. Um, but the the real thing about it and the thing that it actually is a little disappointing and also like kind of kind of ruins the story a little bit, but I'm still going to, in the sake of transparency, I'm still going still to say this. It does kind of seem like an email they sent out to a lot of people. Like it doesn't say, hi, Riley. It starts with, hi there, right? And it is one of those things, you know, when, when you send a bunch of email to a bunch of different people and you BCC everyone, it, it just seems like it was sent out to a lot of people. So... I don't think it was quite... I think I slightly misremembered and it wasn't me seeing through the system that made me want... You know, that made them want me to be the CEO or something. I think they were just... Yeah, they just were desperate for staff and so they got in touch with me. But it was a very strange response to me saying, hey, I don't really want want to be part of this company. He's like, oh, do you want to... You don't want to be a contractor. Do you want a a human... Do you want a HR job with us? Anyway, I'm very glad I didn't take it. Um, Anyway, on with the show. 
That's crazy. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I never. I've still got all the old emails. I, I never. Um, I looked at it recently. Why do I look? I can't remember what I, I. I looked it up recently, like in the last couple of months. So I went and was like, oh yeah, I forgot about how skeezy this thing was. Anyway, I think I talked about this in the podcast before, but the craziest job I've had is it was a scam. Mm-hmm. 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 It was. I was paid. I think I. Told, I never told you about this. I'm sure I told the podcast. I was paid to write guides for Guild Wars Two. No, I've never. You've never. You've never. I was paid to write guides for Guild Wars Two, like build like a wiki. For yeah, this yeah, 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 game, yeah, yeah. Right. This guy had this content pay, and he paid me like fifteen bucks for a thousand word article, which I could churn out in like twenty five minutes. Okay, like, easy. Right. You know. Yep, yep, yep. So it was good rate when because I, I was like sixteen at the time. Yeah, right? yeah. When that's, you're sixteen, that's, that's infinite money. That's you know? insane money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he like I, he paid me thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars over the course of a summer. Thousands. Where's, where's the scam? I don't hear. The, where's the scam? I never owned a copy of Guild Wars 2 and I never played it. Oh! Oh! <laughs> you with us, you did the scam! I was the scam. You, how, how did you, how, how, so many questions, Dennis. How did you do that? Because uh, there was already a wiki for Guild Wars 2 so you and just, forums for Guild Wars 2. So, you so just, I just copied my whole, copied the homework and made it look a little different for thousands of dollars, Riley. How did you get away with that? And as far as I can tell, that website, I never saw any of the content posted anywhere. I didn't get a URL. I didn't see where it went up. So he just took the content off you. Did like, maybe It's just for him. Just a per- He was making his own Prima guide to Guild Wars 2 for his personal use. If I if he had ever like attempted to like make any like salacious remarks to me, I would have thought he was grooming me for something. But no, he just wanted to yeah. send me a bunch of money to write Guild Wars. It's a very very primitive OnlyFans account, basically, Riley, where the guy wanted <laughs> Guild Wars two articles. <laughs> he wanted not even Guild Wars two fan fiction. He wanted he wanted he wanted Guild Wars two fan nonfiction, and he paid you yeah, at the ask for it. I'm talking functional writing, like wikis yeah like to craft yeah. this skill and i was yeah. like man this game eventually i was like this game sounds cool i'll probably play it yeah. i have thousands of dollars not once did i think to spend any of that money on buying a copy of the game oh my goodness that dennis we've we've had a lot of scam chat today but you've just taken the cake my friend that was the big grift yeah that was the that was the big dennis Tranjak grift that's insane oh my goodness anyway i mean there was one more thing for milton's story here but it's it's kind of pale in comparison to that <laughs> Milton finishes the, the, the band list story by saying if that's not enough it appears that one of the owners may be been a bit of a germaphobe as well as he would come by tables of players who had just left the bathroom and I kid you not made sure they've washed their hands good move more relevant now than ever good move I, I mean ahead of the game thrown one bit ahead of his time right ahead of his time do you wash your hands do, do you want hands? yeah let me touch them yeah let me touch them let me wet? touch your hands yeah the damp <laughs> That's what looks like a da- like those two like dowsing rods. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the two the water <laughs> the, yeah, like this. One of my favorite tricks. This is I highly advise this you, to, uh, to you to do this on on your close friend, someone who you think you're going to get away uh, away with from. So, um, especially a significant other is a, is a great person to do this to. You come out of the bathroom, uh, and you go and give them just like an affectionate little, uh, you know, just a little you know pat on the arm or you know a little, little stroke on hold the hand or whatever, like that. Yeah. yeah, like that. Hold their hand, whatever. Uh, with damp hands, right after having gone to the bathroom. And you say, oh, sorry. You, you recoil after touching yourself. Sorry, I forgot to wash my hands. And they've just had <laughs> a little damp hand after a toilet visit touch them. And then you go, I forgot. That's <laughs> very good. It's very powerful. Oh, dear. It's very, very powerful indeed. Anyway, um, 
uh, sorry, this is a magic advice podcast, Dennis. Uh, clearly, as you can tell, it's great John's written in, ask for some advice writing. Yes, we've got some advice here. Um, we got a, a, a plea for help here from John. Yeah, John says, Recently, I found myself in a bit of a brewing funk. I find myself looking at a card on Arena, thinking it would be fun to build around, opening the deck builder, and then just losing all motivation. Why build my own decks when the decks that win top level events are published every day? I'm still trying to consistently get to platinum, so why would I handicap myself by not playing the best decks? And then a TLDR, I think there's actually two questions. How do I get back into brewing decks like I used to? And uh, and, and what is an easy way to increase my skill level? Getting in to the best decks or trying to see how cards fit together and brew my own? So I would like to investigate something right, just briefly. Go on. Very, very, give, me, um, give me just a moment. Just okay. a moment to investigate something, which is this TLDR versus the original question right so the how, original question is 75 words yes the tldr is 63 words well i mean that's still it's 12 still, words it's saving a little bit of time right um uh actually no before we throw john under the bus too heavily there i did actually edit down the top half of the question so the tldr okay, was, cool. uh, was a little more relevant there but yeah i i, I you know what edit, honestly the editing it, it the blame falls on me for not removing tldr um first of all if you want to brew you're going to lose. It's as simple as that, right? And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you've got to separate the grind from the brewing process because you are not going to grind as effectively if you're brewing. It's as simple as that, right? They're contravening goals. You can't You can't do both. Like, John, you need to decide whether you want to get to platinum or whether you want to succeed with your own do decks. Have be- fun. <laughs> because, well, no, no, no. The point I'm trying to make here is your definition of success. Because if I'm streaming and I brew up something dumb or I get a viewer sending in a, a silly list, right, and I go like 50-50 with that list, I feel great. Like that's a success. That's a win, right? Whereas if I'm trying to get to Mythic and I'm playing like Mardu Knights or Gruul Agro or whatever and I'm not, I'm on 50-50, that's not a successful thing. So I separate the two, right? Um, I think that's in a really important way of just keeping yourself sane because the fact of the matter is, and, you know, we'd all love to be, you know, Brad Nelson or, you know, someone else or Sam Sam Black, someone who can who can mm. brew up a deck that's gonna break the format in half, but we're not, and it's not gonna happen. So don't I would I I wouldn't attempt to think, oh, I'm gonna get to platinum with my own home brew and it's gonna be easy because it's not. But when it comes to actually like finding the, the the magic, like trying to brew, it is tough. And I, I, I can really relate to, you know, as 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 someone who streams regularly, I'm I'm always hunting for for fun, new, silly decks to try to play. And and it's tough because you're going to do a lot of losing, and a lot of the time it's tough. So why would, why would I play this? I could just I should just be playing Wilderness Reclamation. It's just much better. So the advice I would give you is kind of like the the example I'm going to use here is is the cycling deck, right? That's a deck built around basically a limited archetype. Find a deck like that that you can build and constructed built around a thing. For example, Unpredictable Cyclone, right? Break that mm-hmm. card in half. Or like unburial rites in historic. These are cards that I've 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 had a lot of fun with recently. Or like dread presence, right? Second tier cards that aren't going to get it done on the on the on the big stage, but can still allow you to do the thing, right? And then instead of getting to platinum as a success, as a as a, like as, as your marker for success, doing the thing that your deck wants to do, that's your marker for success. That's when you tick that box and feel like you're actually you know, doing what you, you want to do. But it's like what, it's what, exactly, exactly what you said before, Dennis. You, these, are, these are two separate and competing goals. Yeah. You can't do both at the same time and doing one will prevent you from doing the other. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Dennis has changed the, the question now to SLMR. Yeah, similar length might read. 
Similar length might read. Okay, so instead of TLDR, it's SLMR. <laughs> in case your TLDR is too long. It is. It's slimy river. Slimar. Um, but yeah, John, look, I, I, th- I don't think you're alone, certainly. And the good news is, of course, there's a new set coming out very soon with M21, and there looks to be a lot of... Se- what do you think of M21, Dennis? I don't know how fo- how closely you followed all that. Like, there are some really, really dumb cards coming out. I'm like very to lose to fairy, man. I mean that's still a while away. We still that's October, dude. I don't want I don't want to break your heart too much, but like I know, I know. <laughs> you just counting down the days, huh? Counting down the days. But I guess John, like if you're wanting for something, you know, how fast can you get an Ugin into play? What's the dumbest thing you can yeah, do? Yeah, so, I mean, this is just Arena Boys mentality, right? That's it. That's it. And that's and you know that's why that's why it's important, I think, to divorce the idea that like if you want to if you want to get consistently to platinum, don't handicap yourself by playing brews. But if you want to brew be happy with a 50% win rate that keeps you in, you know, in, in high gold. Because there's there's nothing wrong with that, is the can other thing. Can you just play unranked when you're brewing? You can just play unranked, yeah. You can just play does unranked. That not purely, does that not neatly and easily solve this problem? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I still like to play my dumb brews in Mythic. Just it, 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 it just makes you feel like you've Easy got a little flex. skin. Easy Quick flex. little skin in the game. Man, you know what? I mean, this is a problem I've talked about before, Dennis. Now that I've hit Mythic two months in a row, it does not feel like an achievement anymore. Oh, no. It doesn't feel like an achievement anymore. But I don't now know, when you now fall just, out of it, are you going to feel like a real idiot? No, because I'm not going to fall out of it. I guess you just play enough to not, I right? just play enough. Oh, yeah, it's just a numbers game. Like, if you've got a 50% win rate, you hit Mythic eventually. No, now it's like top 500. And then top twenty, and then and one. then I'll be battling croakies for number one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, John, John, I can relate to you, mate. And I, my, the best advice I can hope to give to you here is just is just try to separate the two. Try to separate the two. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Scramble River. It is, as always, brought to you by the fine folks over at ChampFobble.com, where you can go and talk about video games in a secret podcast at the end of a podcast. <laughs> I like that one better than the pretend slow thing. That's actually much better. Yeah. Now, what does that even mean? Is the record player yeah, spinning down? Yeah, that's like- what it is. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, it should be like a vinyl rip sound, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Um, what do you got? For- yeah, just add the sound effect. Add the sound effect. No, me. I'm not going to do that. Um, Dennis, what do you got? Oh, actually, no, so, I'll do mine quickly. Um, I finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Finally, I finished it like just after we actually finished recording last week's episode. It is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You should go and play it. The game doesn't quite deliver on the promise that it has. Um, well, they just announced a second one. Uh, they have just announced a second one. I'm excited to play it. But it's the op- did you watch? It's the opposite yeah. of Assassin's Creed. What's that? The off-camera stuff is more interesting. Like in Assassin's Creed, the the in the real world like modern day stuff is the this is the worst part about every oh, single game yeah. whereas in Horizon Zero Dawn all the old stuff like all the all the the plot explore exploration stuff that does isn't happening in the actual, actual game. game is 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 way 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 more it's fascinating it's really really fascinating um but uh, yeah all the stuff that actually happens in the like in the present day is a little, a little dull anyway um did you watch the PlayStation 5 announcement? Right? No, I did not. But uh, I'll tell you what. Have you seen the PlayStation 5? I have. They've, they've obviously gone for Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi router chic. Uh, yeah, yeah, which I think looks pretty okay. <laughs> sure. But the real the real question, Ronnie, and listeners, if you haven't seen this, I implore you to, yeah. is Bug Snacks. So, Dennis, okay? coming into this segment, you asked me to bring up the Bug Snacks announcement trailer, and I'm not. I, you said don't watch it yet. Yeah. Everyone at home, I want you to, if you haven't seen it yet, Pause the podcast, pull up the Bug Snacks announcement trailer, and come join us for an audio commentary as we watch it together. So we're gonna watch we're, we're gonna watch the Bug Snacks 
announcement trailer together, all of us. Yeah. Right. It's on the. Pl- hey, we're going to hear your reaction live. This is this is this is unprecedented podcasting. We're breaking ground here. All right. So a communal okay. viewing of the Bug Snacks announcement trailer. Count us in, Dennis. I'm okay. We're gonna it's just this. All right, now count in top five. So I'm gonna hit say three, two, one. We're gonna hit we're play. Gonna hit play. The trailer trailer is two minutes twenty seconds yeah, long. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Here we go. All right, three, two, one, play. Okay, visit ESRB.org for rating information. PlayStation logo, yep. yeah. Okay, good. All right, this is giving me like, it's giving me like the Hobbit vibes. Did you ever play the Hobbit? It was a good game. The old game, okay, yeah. Okay, there's a strawberry now that's turning into, okay, it's a Pokemon strawberry. Yeah, it's got eyes, it's running around. Saying its name, strawberry, strawberry, strawberry. What is this accent? Is it a kiwi? Yeah. Half bug, half snack. Is it an... I think it's an Australian. It's supposed to be Australian. It's not very... Oh, what? Wait. It's just... Oh, my goodness. This is horrifying. (laughs) Wait for the song. This is unbelievable. This is horrific. This is this is nightmare fuel. <laughs> They're bug snacks, and when you eat some, eat one, you turn into the thing you ate. So, like the tune slaps though. I mean, the tune's good. Yeah. So you eat a pineapple, snacks. and your body turns into a pineapple. Yeah. You eat a donut, and your head. Oh, this is. I don't like any part of this, Dennis. It's rather. It's kind of body horror. Yeah. It is. It's very body horror. But hidden behind a, a, a very... Child, childlike facade. Exactly. All right, she's just eating a go. burger. Oh! Her arm turned into a curly fry when she ate a burger. Okay, the Australian accent really annoyed me there because it's not a very good Australian accent. But wait, Riley. I'm waiting for more? Okay. I've seen. What is this now? Okay, in the background is eating an like, ice cream. An ice cream bug. A, a bur- Oh dear. Oh, okay. There was like a little horror sting at the end there. That is one of the weirdest games what is I have game? ever seen. Like, All right, right. Give me your give me your first impressions of bug snacks. Um, dislike. Dislike. Unsubscribe. I like I loved I played Octodad and I really liked Octodad. Yeah. Sorry, it said made by the it was from the creators of Octodad. I loved Octodad. Um but this is just not a this is not a oh, game that Bug Snacks. I mean it does it does have a good song. They definitely got the they, they blew all the money, Dennis, on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was So it's a game where you hunt bug snacks, which are animals that are also food, and when you eat them you turn into the food that, that animal was. Yeah. And I think it might actually be a horror game. <laughs> it, it is just like, it's secretly a horror game. Dennis, have you got another URL? Don't tell no, me I'm you've got another URL. No, I'm not going to make you play Bug Snacks. <laughs> I don't want to play Bug Snacks. You're going to want to play Bug Snacks, baby, because oh, it's so good. They I also did they, they actually dance Resident Evil 8 as well. Yeah, that's not happening, mate. That's not happening. The Village. Uh, fans of the Discord will notice that Dennis uh, posted it very prominently in the uh, in the Charizardomy River segment on the Discord. And I don't know what kind of leverage he has on me. Because I'm not playing that game. What does it all mean? I'm not playing. All right, it. real talk. Thank you for joining us. Subscribe me, River. Let me know. Actually, let us know how you what you thought about the weird game trailer watch along we did yeah. at the end. Hey, uh, see if you like that. Bug snacks. Oh my goodness, I'm never playing that oh, game. Wow. Well. 
Talk about bug, bug snacks. snacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Thank you, Joachim Karad, for the music and this is done podcast. And thank you for you. Thank you, Bug Snacks, for the other music. And uh, thank you to you for putting up with our silly nonsense for another week. We'll see you back here next week for uh, for more Scrimey River. In the meantime, do get in touch with your questions, queries, quandaries, uh, bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord uh, to submit them. And uh, we'll see you next week. Dennis, it's time, mate. Do the do the thing. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs> to remind him, I knew you wouldn't remember. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs>